Welcome back. This is the soft camp. Got a little feedback the other day. I had a guy listening, a friend of mine listening on headphones, and he heard some kind of low hum, and I think I've eliminated that for the most part. Those of you that are on headphones, I hope that works out for you guys and sounds a little bit better. Those of you that listen any other way, it's going to sound the same. <laughs> I've just been kind of messing with some different um, different recording techniques, things like that. We've got a nice show for you today. I'm going to talk a little bit of everything. There is a lot going on this weekend, and for the first weekend, we don't have any UFC, which is kind of a bummer. I want to start with football, because the mass majority of you are probably here for that. UFC is kind of like our second most listened thing, and then I've noticed, you know, we've got a lot of a lot of European fans that are probably here for my Formula One takes, and we'll actually, we're going to talk a little bit more Formula One today uh, towards the end. So those of you that are here for that, you can always kind of just skip forward and listen to that stuff too. Anyway. Let's talk some football. Tyron Smith is Dunzo, the left tackle for the Cowboys. The Cowboys are in so much trouble because they paid Dak Prescott so much money. It is out of control. They got nothing. And that amazing offensive line that they had is old. The best guy left is a guard, which is fine. I mean, their guard, guards are great, but it's like, man, what are they going to do? And by all reports, CeeDee Lamb hasn't hasn't exploded in training camp or it, in any of these, like, you know, split joint practices, things like that. Like, he doesn't – all the talk is like, oh, Zeke's back. He looks good. And it's like, listen, Zeke is like a typical 90s running back where he was great for four years and then he fell off. And it's not coming back. It's not going to come back. You don't – it's not going to come back, okay? There are a few anomalies that have come along where maybe a guy gets hurt and then comes back and he's amazing. I mean, in my opinion, my honest opinion, Adrian Peterson is probably the most underrated, and that sounds crazy, but I, I arguably would say he's the best running back that's ever stepped foot on in the NFL field. I, like physically, he can he did it all. He did it all, and he was fast, strong, he had everything. Circumstances kind of derailed his career at different times, but to me, arguably, he's the best running back ever. You can talk to me about Barry Sanders. You can talk to me about all these different people, and it's like, yeah, 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 they're great. But a, you know, Adrian Peterson could do what they did and what other people could do. He could do everything. He could run you over or run around you. I saw him stiff-arm a guy across his body and threw this guy out of bounds one time. I mean, he was... He was unbelievable. And then he blew his knee out and came back and almost broke Eric Dickerson's record. That's insane. But I, I don't think Zeke is, is that. I think he's like most guys that are, they gave you everything they had for a couple years and then they just fall off. It's just really hard. AP's an anomaly. And yeah, and, and I don't know. And the big question now, the, the and everyone's like, well, the you know wolf hunter or whatever the people want to call that fucking guy <laughs> Leighton Vander Esch, he gets hurt every year. Every year he's out for ten games. It's like almost that's over half the season, and it, and the season's been extended, and it's still over half the season. He it can't he can't play a whole season. Something's wrong with that dude's body, like it's his neck or something, you know. And he plays middle linebacker, and it's just like. If you got neck problems as a middle linebacker, that's it's over. You should retire now while you can still walk. 
But the uh, – yeah, they're in big trouble. I think the Eagles probably have that division pretty easily. The Cowboys, man, I wonder what the over-under is on Mike McCarthy getting fired in the middle of this season. It's probably like plus 400, plus 500. I might want a little of that action. <laughs> I don't think he's going to make it. If you look at their schedule, they're going to start out 0-2. Pretty sure they start with the Buccaneers and the Rams or somebody, or the Bengals or somebody tough. Like two, The first two games of the season are rough. Can you imagine if the if the fucking Cowboys are like 0 and 5? <laughs> and Jerry Jones like every season could be his last cuz he's fucking ancient. It's it's uh it's pretty funny. Saw this morning the Bills punter is accused of gang raping while he was at San Diego State University. Eh, that's not good. <laughs> he's fucked. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing like if any of these women could come forward with any kind of evidence more than just like them finally being like, I was raped. And it's like, well, did you get a rape kit? And it's like, no. I just just didn't say anything for years. And I let this guy succeed. And now I'm going to say something because I've got courage. And it's like, listen. If somebody fucking rapes me, I'm going to the police the next, that, that, that evening. <laughs> if I survive. Like, I'm not... And a lot of people are like, well, you're a guy. You don't understand. It's like, no, I don't understand. I don't understand letting people get away with crimes and go on doing those crimes and letting them do that to other people for years because you don't have the courage to say something. Or it didn't happen. Or you're a coward. Like, I get it. You're traumatized. There's a lot of other crimes that happen to people that are horrendous. And if these people didn't say anything, they, can, they would continue to happen. And so people step forward, and they're traumatized too. I just don't understand how you let how you just don't say something. You got to you got to you got to go get a rape kit. That's it. That's ultimately the thing. If you want evidence, there's only one way to get it. Unless you have a video, you know. Unless you, you I mean, if I were a woman, I tell my wife I'm married, you know, and I was raised by two women. I'm you know I'm all about women. I totally feel for it, but it does piss me off when, when women don't come forward because it puts other women in danger for a longer period of time. There's like a fucking predator out there, and you didn't come forward, and nobody can help these other women or you. But if I were a woman, I would install cameras in my house immediately. Like, I would have a security camera in my home all the time. Like, where I would have, I would have a fucking camera, a dash cam. I would have a fucking... A body cam, if I were a woman just walking around, I would just always have cameras on because I can't think of, I just can't ever think of a day that my wife doesn't go through the day where something weird doesn't happen to her every single fucking day. And it's like, you know what? Every fucking woman in the world should just have fucking cameras going all the time. Oh, you want to sleep with me in my, in my house? Like I don't, and if you're a woman, like I wouldn't go to anybody's house. Like, if you want to sleep with me and I invite you to my house, great. But also understand you're fucking on camera in my house. Like, I would never, I just wouldn't ever let anybody in at this point. Men are scum, apparently. I mean, yeah, they are. And I can say that confidently because I've known plenty of men. And the scummy men far outweigh the scummy women I've ever met. I've met, like, a couple of scummy women. Like, scum. I've met some shitty women. But scum? People that'll fucking 
rape you. Like I've only, you know, you don't re- meet too many women like that. <laughs> so that's a crazy story. I mean, it just comes out the heels of the Deshaun Watson at the Deshaun Watson story. I mean, it's just more of the same with the NFL. They'll kind of this shit'll get brushed over. You probably won't even hear about this story much more because it's only one woman. And now it pales in the light to Deshaun Watson. So everyone's like, wow, he only gang raped one woman. So, I mean, it's not Deshaun Watson. First of all, the word gang rape sounds worse than any fucking word I've ever heard. If you're a part of a gang rape, it's like, oof, we should probably just fucking kill you, right? Like, we don't need anybody that's gang raping people. I mean, I don't even know why I would keep them around. Like, there's no reason to keep people that are gang rapist that just sounds like the worst term i've ever heard (laughs) like oh my god what are you in for gang rape it's like oh why that sounds disgusting on top of horrendous like what the fuck i've never in my life been like hey hey man let's let's go fuck this chick together i sorry i don't have the that's not my fantasy (laughs) my fantasy isn't like me and my buddy fucking some girl i don't that is so fucking weird to me Bill's punter Ariza is his name. He's been accused. We'll see how that develops. I am not optimistic about how that's going to go for a punter. See, the thing about Deshaun Watson, he plays quarterback. This guy's a punter. They'll probably just cut him. And, uh, you know, even if he's innocent, they'll just cut him. Fuck him. Like, sorry. If you were even at the building when this shit was going on, like, whatever, whatever, whatever happened with this, we just don't have time for it. You're a punter. Bye. Rams and Bengals have been doing joint practices, and there's a video of this big melee. I mean, a fucking brawl. Melee. And Aaron Donald is seen holding a helmet and just fucking wailing into this crowd of people with a football helmet. Kind of like, a lot of people were like, oh, it's like Miles Garrett. (laughs) Is it? I mean, kind of. You know... Aaron Donald, I don't know, man. It's just just funny. People are like, they want him suspended and shit. And it's like, ah, it's a practice. It's a private entity. I get that there's cameras going on. I think that the NFL does not need to get involved with punishment. If anybody wants to do punishment, the Rams can do like a punishment themselves or whatever. I heard Adam Schefter be like, I mean, that's assault with a weapon. It's like, yeah, dude, they're playing football. I get that you've never you've never been in a fight in your life, Adam Scheffler or Schefter or whatever the fuck your name is. He's a hero because he married like a widowed army wife. I, listen, Adam Scheffler, I, I don't I don't like him. He just seems like this dude that is just feeds on other people's pain and their stories and shit. Like I just don't like people like that. So when I was in college, I was in the English department, and I studied. British literature at one point. I was a teacher for a while. Those of you that are wondering, I was a high school English teacher, so I wasn't a total... I didn't just, like, fucking do nothing in college. Like, I got a degree, and I was a high school English teacher, and I hated other teachers, and it just didn't work out. I didn't get paid enough for it. The kids are dope. I, You know, I raised test scores, like, fucking higher than they'd ever been at my school. I did a good job, and I, I still talk to some of my students. You know, a lot of people were like, I can't believe you quit teaching. It's like, listen, it's you can't live. You can't fucking live teaching. You can't make enough money. So, sorry. But um, but anyway, while I was in college, you know, you're kind of in these buildings with all the other English people. And there's the journalism. There's, like, poets. There's all these different people. Meanwhile, I'm more of a critic. 
I, like the the kind of angle I took is I, I read other people's stuff and I fucking criticize it. That was like what my college degree, what my experience was. You know, even when I was in other, even when I studied other things, people were like, I can't believe you'd waste time in college doing, studying. It's like that's all. Even if you're a fucking law student, that's all you do is you read books. I mean, that's all it is is reading. And in my way, like, and, and in the English department, however, there are some things that it's more of a writing aspect where you don't really read much. And journalism is that. And the most successful journalists are people, they, they capitalize on other people's pain and misery. And I hate that. And so Scheffler, that's like his whole life. It's his whole career. I always looked down on the journalism department and when I was, a te- when I was a, in college. Because I just looked at it like, Man, these people, are, they're, they're like ambulance chasers, lawyers, you know, like the, the term for that. It's the same thing with journalists. They will ruin your life to get to like make themselves great, even if it's not true. They'll just report it. I mean, Adam Scheffler, you could argue that Adam Scheffler totally fucked up Tom Brady's retirement in every way. And everybody defended Adam like, hey, it's a story. He ret-. It's like, yeah, you're right. But I also have the right to just kind of despise you now. And if I were Tom Brady, I would never speak to him again. In fact, I would openly talk shit about him all the time. I'd be like, I'd pick on him at events. Like, I would just, like, behind the scenes, I'd be a total shithead to him. Because it's like now Tom Brady's back playing another season with a team that's probably going to be really bad. He's probably going to have a rough year. He wanted to retire last year. And old Adam Scheffler fucked him because he wanted to get the story out to make himself a bigger star. I hate it, man. These guys think they're more important than the actual story, and I just can't stand it. Can't stand it. The preseason's wrapping up. I'm getting kind of excited about a few rookies. I always, one of my favorite things, I play a lot of Madden. Well, not a lot anymore, but I still play it, and I still buy it like a fucking idiot. I blow my money on that shit all the time. It's so dumb. But one of the things I find interesting about Madden is that it allows me to kind of like look at younger players that I wouldn't, I never saw in college. I've never gotten excited about. I don't know. It's just something I always kind of look at. It's fun. I like Madden. Fuck you if you don't like games. <laughs> it's like my wife, she understands, but I've had previous girlfriends. It's like they'll get mad at you for playing video games for a couple hours. Meanwhile, they'll just like lay in bed vegging, watching Netflix for six hours straight. Like somehow that's more acceptable than me playing video games for six hours straight. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like the at least my brain's working over here. I'm doing something. I don't I don't know. Somehow. I just don't frown on games. I, I do enjoy them. But and, and Madden in football. Obviously I'm a big football fan, so Madden's dope. This year's Madden. I meant to talk about it a little bit more. It's it's not that impressive. But rookies I'm looking at, I think I'm I think I'm most excited about the Ritter quarterback down in Atlanta. I think if there's gonna be a like a pop guy out of this draft class, it's that. It's that guy. I'm a little worried about the uh, the number one overall pick, and and I'm a little worried. Supposedly, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson looks a lot better than I thought he would. I, I you know what? And I hadn't talked about Aiden Hutchinson. Let's talk about him a little bit. With I don't know if you guys are watching the Hard Knocks on the Lions. It's pretty dope. Dan Campbell's super lovable. Their coaching staff's lovable. I don't know if the whole like. I don't know if that mentality wins in the NFL anymore. Like, I think Dan Campbell's a good head coach, but I worry that his offensive coordinator and Deuce Staley, who I love him, but his whole mentality is like, we're going to run in straight into you. It's like, 
There's no finesse in their coaching. And it's a finesse league now. And they kind of want to like bucket that and be like the Detroit Pistons. Like we're just going to fight and be violent and our offense is going to be violent and we're just going to be stronger than you. And it's like the problem with that mentality in the NFL, that that mentality worked in the 70s because you you might actually be stronger than the other team. You might actually be faster than the other team in the 70s, in the 80s. Listen, in 2022, 2023, you're not faster or stronger than the other team anymore. The amount of talent spread out around the league is immense. I'm sorry. Like, Jim Brown was running over guys that would never make it in today's league. They would have never even been drafted out of college. Most of the league was white. The the league now is 90% black. And those of you are like, well, what does that mean? It's like, what the fuck do you think it means? Michael Jordan was black. He ain't white. And so now Jim Brown's, and if Jim Brown were to play today, he would be in a league with 90% black people, not 90% white people. What does that mean to you? I didn't say anything that isn't true. I didn't say shit. All I'm saying is that's the facts. So you take from that what you will. You can call me a racist all you want, but I don't know if calling black people more athletic is racist. It's just a fact at this point. When you look at the numbers, like the greatest athletes of all time have all been African-Americans. There's a reason the the league today is 90% African-American and not 90% white. And so I don't know if Jim Brown has the same career if he plays today. I don't know if Jim Brown and Adrian Peterson, if they were to run the 40 side by side, if Adrian Peterson doesn't blow him out of the fucking water. I have no idea anymore. Like when you look at old footage like that, it's really hard to tell. But I can tell you any I can tell you one thing for 100 percent certainty is that the NFL and the NBA are more athletic than they have ever been. And they are both now at like 90% African American, both sports. And the athleticism has never been more explosive. It's never been more impressive. They've never been faster. They've never jumped higher. They've never run faster. I mean, and that's for the white players too. I mean, there's white players. Like I've seen white dudes in the in the fucking combine now that are running like 4-2-4, flat, like all of a sudden. And it's funny. It happened last year, and they had Deion Sanders at the combine, and he was he his jaw dropped. He's like, I'd never seen a white boy run that fast. And everyone's like, Deion? And he's like, what? I mean, he's like, I haven't, you know, and it's like, so so everybody's more athletic. Everyone is. But when you look at the numbers and the statistics, there is a reason why these leagues are predominantly African-American now and not fucking white. Boy, I'm fucking digging the hole today, guys. I'm fucking just digging straight, digging my grave today, right? I don't even give a shit. I woke up today in a fucking mood. My grandmother had a stroke the other night. She helped raise me, my grandma. She's fucking wild. And so I'm going to be heading to the hospital here in a little bit, check on her. She, she's okay. So those of you that are that are that that care about me or whatever, she's going to be fine. Been checking out the analytics. Man, we are spreading like a wildfire. We're all the way out west now, all the way down through the south. we got tons of new listeners in Texas. Welcome, Texas fans. I am a big uh, – I've been to Texas a lot. I'm not a – you know, 
I'm not, I'm not a Southern boy, but I do enjoy UFC, and it seems like there's a lot of UFC in Texas, a lot of fighting in Texas, a lot of football in Texas. So we've got a lot in common. The uh, California fans, welcome. Got a lot more of you guys and all the uh, European fans, also welcome. Make sure you guys all hit the like and follow, and uh, you know, leave me a review if you can. Shoot me a message on Instagram and my DMs. That'd be tight. UFC's got a week off, which I'm actually really happy about. UFC's been like fucking going full force for a while, and I needed a little bit of a break. So, you know, with a with regression, not regression, but with like an absence comes a yearning, right? When when you take something away, I like want it more. And so we get a week off, and then we're coming back with Cyril, and then uh, what? Then like then it's UFC 279 with Chimaev and. Nate Diaz, and then you. Everybody's kind of waiting on UFC 280. That's the big night. They got. Uh, there's going to be like four main events on one card. It's going to be a fucking banger. Can't wait. The one thing I did want to talk about before I get into Formula One with UFC is that I've heard that uh, Jose Aldo may be retiring. Listen, I talked about this last week with my conspiracy theories and him taking like him having all these premium bets that you could place on him on stake.com their their logos the biggest in the UFC arena basically outside of like monster drinks and shit him having this big thing like oh, I'll put all your money on me everybody bet on me I'm also plus 125 which has never happened I'm on my way. he's a he's on a seven fight win streak he's on his way to the title and then and he gets into a fight where he throws no strikes loses in a decision that's not a split decision and now he retires. When it seemed that he was nowhere near retirement, like he was on a tear. Everything he said, look at me, I'm great, I'm great, I'm feeling great, I'm fighting better than ever. His boxing has never been this good. He was great. He barely threw a punch. He didn't do dick. Something's not right. Something ain't right about that. And then for him to retire, that only furthers my point. Like, yeah, he's... He dishonored himself, right? And he doesn't want to go back in there. Something's just not right. I, I I just allege that something's not right. It doesn't feel right. That fight didn't look right, and now he's retiring. Like, of course you are. Of course you are. I'm not feeling it. So Formula One's back this weekend after the summer break. Belgium, we're at Spa. Charles Leclerc has been really great there. However, there are six drivers that are being put at the back of the grid for power unit and gearbox changes. Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc being the two main names that everybody's going to be paying attention to. That makes some interesting things happen. These two guys are front runners, right? They are, and they're both great drivers, and they're both great at driving in traffic and getting overtakes. We're going to watch these two guys start at the fucking back of the grid and work their way to the front while racing each other. They're not teammates. This is going to be wild. That just made this weekend's race way more interesting. I mean way more interesting. The highest they can start is going to be 15th and whoever, you know, whoever qualifies higher will be, you know, 15 and the other guy will be 16. But Verstappen and Leclerc are going to be starting next to each other at the back of the grid and they're going to have to race to the front. And they're going to get there, by the way. 
I don't know if they're going to catch Mercedes, by the way. I saw before this this article came out, I was I was looking at the Formula One odds, and Mac, or, uh, Lewis Hamilton was plus 500. And I was like, man, I'd like to just put a hundo on Lewis. And now his the two guys that are really the only two guys faster than him are starting at the back of the grid. Now, the big issue is, is up until to, like this race, they've both had like two seconds on Lewis Hamilton. So over time, they should be able to catch him. But Mercedes is just a way better run organization. They can usually hold people back. They can do some things. They can run, have a better pit stop. They can make better decisions and win races. But with these two guys starting at the back, we're in for a pretty exciting race. And I'm sure the odds are all fucked up now. It's going to be a wild one. It's going to be hard for these two guys to go from the back to the front without causing a wreck. These guys are both aggro drivers. Lewis, or uh, I'm sorry, Leclerc and Verstappen, these two guys, it's like they're buddies, but they also, it's like they're, I don't know what they are. I feel like they're not really friends. They just have like a mutual friend in somebody. <laughs> and so they have to hang out. But when they rack and shit, they take it to each other. They race hard. So that'll be a fun race this weekend. Make sure you tune in for that. And, uh, yeah, let me know how things are going. I got to head to the hospital, check on the old grandma, see how she's doing. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hit me up. Later. <laughs>